It's Devin Nunes. I'm back again. Over the weekend, I was interviewed by John Batchelor. He loves to do these interviews, and I like to do them too. Hope you enjoy. This is Friends of History Debating Society. I welcome author Devin Nunes, author of Countdown to Socialism, podcaster Devin Nunes, and member of Congress Devin Nunes, 22 California. However, I call on Devin Nunes and the man who knows the Sequoia and Kings National Parks, Kings Canyon National Parks, because the reports from California are alarming to catastrophe about the KNP complex fire. It's said to have burned through the Kings Canyon National Park and especially the Redwood Mountain Grove. I've been, I know only these for reading, but Devin's been in and out of those areas his whole life, living just downstream from the mountains. Devin, a very good evening to you. What do you know right now about the damage to the uh, to the sequoias, especially in the Redwood Mountain Grove? Good evening to you. Well, well, thanks, John. So this week, we actually, just to update you, we had a little bit of a reprieve. So California is a, what's called a Mediterranean climate, so it does not rain from essentially April until about October. And usually we only get one uh, one or two rain events in October. Uh, thankfully, we got a rain event uh, in the northern part, kind of in the central San Joaquin Valley. Yosemite got hit pretty hard, a lot of snow, parts of Fresno County, so the Sequoia, Kings Canyon National Park, the northern end of it, uh, got some rain and snow. The southern end, more where, where I'm at, where I live, didn't, didn't get as much, but it cleared all the smoke out. It sent it to you. You, you guys can have it in New York now. And uh, there's been a little bit of moisture in the air, and it seems to have at least slowed the fire down. Um, I just returned just to, uh, just hours ago. Uh, I, I drove on, on the highway just to see if I could enter into the park, uh, but uh, Highway 98, which is the southern entrance, is still is still closed. There's no no ability to get in. However, I did notice in Visalia, we've had a uh, some some helicopters uh, that carry the big water bags that you will see large helicopters uh, and those have been parked for the last 48 hours so even though there's blue skies uh, there would be no there's you know no smoke in the air uh, the helicopters are parked so that tells me that that essentially the the fire may not be contained uh, but it must have slowed down quite a bit um, because I don't think those helicopters would have been parked so that's kind of where we stand now, John. Um, I think this is probably the first accounting what you're seeing because of the rain and the smoke being blown out, cleared out, cleared out of the valley. They probably had their first view of some of the, the damage. And, you know, of course, this fire, uh, that because of the all the timber mills that have been shut down for the last 20-some years, uh, the fuel has been... Uh, adding up, adding up, adding up. And so there's just so much undergrowth and dead trees that once that fire starts and the winds kick in, it burns hotter than anything we've ever seen. So it's not looking good. Um, sadly, these, these giant sequoia trees, it didn't burn the largest ones, uh, but if you know anything about sequoia trees, all of them are large. They're very big, very large, uh, and and very old. And that's Kind of a sad thing is, as a lot of these giant ones are, uh, you know, in many cases can be 1,500 to as much as 3,000 years old. So it appears like hundreds of those are gone from the earth now. 
um, fully, at, at least if you can believe the early press reports, and I know how you've always taught me and all your listeners that the first three reports are normally wrong. So we don't know how many of these trees were just completely burnt up, uh, but with the fuel that was there, it's not hard to believe that they would have just been uh, incinerated fairly quickly. And that's that's essentially where we where we stand now, John. I see Visalia, the very large uh, complex to the southeast, uh, southwest of Redwood Canyon Trailhead, and where the fires are. You take, you said Route 198, and then 198, two, and then you, yeah. and then you can also take 245, draw, uh, driving right up to something called Miramonte. Is that Miramont, which which mm-hmm. enters into where the fires are? Can you see the fires when you get that close? Is the burning at well, night visible? What, what, what we have been able to see uh, in the la- well, I take that back. We haven't been able to see for about two weeks because the smoke had just inundated the valley. So the Sierra Nevadas, you know, reach up to the highest point in the uh, in the continental United States, not including Alaska. But Mount Whitney stands at uh, over fourteen thousand feet tall. So a lot of those, a lot of the Sierra Nevada mountain ranges, you know, fluctuates between ten and fourteen thousand feet and runs the whole length of the San Joaquin, San Joaquin Valley. Um, what was happening is, is there was so much being burned at such high temperatures and there was no wind. Um, so all of that, all of that ash and, and, and smoke was just dropping down, uh, you know, from probably that. Most of the fires are in the 3,000 to 8,000 foot range, uh, where a lot of the trees grow. And, and look, I don't, between last year and this year, John, I, I'm not sure what hasn't burned. Um, and that's going to be, you know, the long-term effects of this that, you know, in the name of saving trees, they shut down all the timber industry. And even though they were warned about this 20 years ago, that having a having a, a, vibr- a vibrant timber industry with people living up in the mountains, uh, making their living off of those uh, off of those groves, is critically important to critically important to saving the trees themselves and i think we're now we're now seeing that in, in in full effect because if you don't manage the forest you don't have the people uh then essentially you 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 watch them burn down and that's what's happened here now we turn to the other natural story which is the drought throughout the west lake mead continues to decline however what i've learned from you is that the drought in your san joaquin valley the bread and fruit basket of the solar system the Sierras are your source of water. Is that right? So where the fires are is where your water comes from. That, that's correct. So at those high levels, uh, you you know sometimes can get 30, 40 feet of snow. And the system, as we've talked about many times in your show, the, the system in the state was built to withstand five years of drought. Well, that was until the lawsuits came in using the Endangered Species Act and then some draconian rulings by the Obama administration, uh, what's happened is is that we're letting we're letting out roughly about 80% of the water that comes down out of the Sierra Nevada mountain range uh, ends up being dumped into the Pacific Ocean uh, right out by the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, so it just flows right out into the San Francisco Bay, and that's uh, that's historically been the problem here is that that if you don't keep the water in the wet years, you don't have any water in the dry years. And, you know, we're only in the second year of a drought. 
Um, and it's not uncommon for us to have five years of drought. So uh, this is and because of these the draconian rules the last 20 years, things have gotten worse and worse. So there's just less reserves. There's less water in the aquifer. Um, I actually drove uh, in the last 48 hours also in addition to trying to check out what was going on in the in this in the Scoy Kings Canyon National Park, I also was able to get out to the central northern uh, San Joaquin Valley. Had a meeting with some farmers there, and and what we have are experiencing in the central southern region is now going to the north. So the environmental lobby uh, they're completely emboldened by Newsom uh, and Sacramento and the federal government with the Biden administration, and now they're starting to target the farmers to the north. Uh, that have kind of in the southern part of the valley were the were the area that is that is most often hit the west side and the southern portion of the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, well, now meeting with farmers over the last 48 hours, the lawsuits are flying fast, uh, and they're going after the central uh, and northern part of the San Joaquin Valley too. So they seem hell bent, John, to 80 percent of the water getting dumped out to the ocean is not enough. They want to take it, I'm guessing, till it's till there's nothing left. Now, I want to make sure I understand what is the central, the south, and the north. Is Stockton considered the northern part of the valley? Or yeah, that would be that would be probably, the, that's the far northern part of the San Joaquin Valley. So, and if you take uh, the, the greater Modesto area, Stanislaus County, Merced County, that's more uh, central uh, north. And then, of course, Fresno Central. Uh, and then you have Tulare County, Kings County, which is central southern, and then, of course, Kern County, uh, where you also have a lot of oil, uh, it would be the South Valley. I see. That's that's kind of the, so, the description so, on the map. So they're moving against the farmers in the northern, north of Fresno. Now, yes. Now they're, I mean, they've there's about 3 million acres in, in what I see is my region, kind of the central to the southern. Uh, and about one third of that acreage is, is now forced to come out of production. That's the state has now implemented that. So you're going to have about a million acres out of three million that's going to come out of production. So as you go north, uh, there's probably, I estimate, another three million acres there. Um, and there's going to have to be now it's harder there because there's a lot more snow and a lot more rivers. Uh, but they seem hellbent to uh, probably take out. 20 to 30 percent of that acreage also in the long run. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's sad to see. And, uh, you know, I drove the, once again, I drove Highway 99. I know Victor Davis Hansen talks about it. We've got this monstrosity of what looks like Greek ruins, the high speed uh, rail boondoggle that's just this huge cement structures just standing out there over the 99. And meanwhile, Highway 99, which should be an interstate, but of course, all the money ends up going to Hollywood and San Francisco, so we never get an interstate status. It's the most dangerous uh, stretch of freeway uh, in the in the United States of America. I drove down it. It's extremely dangerous. Uh, as a matter of fact, my kids joke about it because it's it's you know it's, it's just you're you're between people texting as they're driving and swerving back and forth and and staring up at the uh, high speed rail that's just like a you know like people looking at a, a old monument in Rome or something it, it becomes quite the uh, quite the experience even for my even for my young children congressman devin nunes of 22 california podcaster devin nunes apple podcasts you can find devin's podcast and author devin nunes author of Countdown to Socialism. We'll turn to the Congress next because there's socialism talk in the air. Where is it? 
This is Friends of History Debating Society. I'm John Batchelor.